are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. As gitiva.ai launched just five months ago by Valbus and his partner, his co-founder, Zeno, four others on the team, they're bootstrapping so far. They've each put in several thousand dollars to help fund the business. They're about to land their two first paid pilots in the e-commerce and hospitality slash travel niches. One of them will be a flat fee 5K payment up front. The other will be 149 bucks a month as they test to determine what space they want to go down. They're focused on building a tool that helps these brands, these industries with great customer support using AI, chat, GPT, et cetera. We'll see what happens next. Hey, folks. My guest today is Valgus Sprogus. He specializes in business development, sales, coaching, and project implementation. That experience helped his business clients achieve cost savings over $100 bucks. In his previous roles, he worked in team management, CRM, and startups, scale-ups, unicorns, and elsewhere. Again, now building a tool called Eva, Eva.ai. Valgus, you ready to take us to the top? So where should we kick this off? That's correct. Great. Well, I'm excited that you're here. Tell us what the company does and, and maybe do that through a customer example you can share. Yeah. So uh, what we do is basically we're building an enterprise uh, customer support solution that pretty much cuts the customer support costs by as much as 97% and ultimately delivers the response of any customer type of queries in 10 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. And this is actually where what, what we're doing and what we're building. So this is for the industries and clients who need to kind of scale this at large and who need to cut costs on uh, operational matters basically to serve the customers better, faster, and more efficiently. It's really hard to build a tool for everyone who's doing customer support because there are so many different people doing customer support. Are you building a specific niche or industry? Right now, right now we're uh, looking at uh, clients uh, who basically have a lot of uh, inquiries coming in. So a lot of basically requests from customers. And uh, the focus is going to be mainly in the beginning in handling the complaints and kind of ha- handling all the issues that are very tricky where people need to kind of understand the context. So the tool that we're building is also understanding the context, what the people are asking, and then basically getting the right answer, putting together it using the API, the automation and AI, and getting back to the client. But Valdas, are you targeting any specific sector, sales tools, the travel industry, hospitality? Yes, I I know what you mean. So uh, right now, yes, we would like to ideally in the beginning kind of go hard on uh, exactly like travel space and actually... um, Yes, um, hospitality, we would say this, and uh, also the e-commerce as well. So these are kind of the three segments. Those are, again, three very different support systems, right? An e-commerce brand does support very different than a hospitality brand or a travel brand. So I guess, well, why, well, I guess, do you come from an e-commerce background or why are you focusing on these spaces? Yes, we actually, we come like from both of our cases, like Xeno, let's say, comes technically and uh, from kind of the efficiency side of things of the startups that have done something similar and built custom solutions to different industries and specifically, yes, to e-commerce and kind of also uh, travel companies. And I come also from the background where we are, uh, worked with a lot of clients, basically, in terms of uh, business, uh, what they what they were doing was uh, the span was pretty wide in, in terms of, uh, yeah, the travel, it was hospitality, it was uh, making also payments internationally. So I understand kind of, we both understand this space equally well. So understand uh, what's kind of the driving problem there. 
The driving problem, although they're quite big industries, is the same. They have a lot of inquiries coming in in terms of complaints, in terms of requests, in terms of, let's say, um, things that they need to amend, change, like e-commerce does with the products. And let's say the booking com, for instance, has the same with booking hotels and flights. So it's the, the principle of what the customer eventually wants at the end to receive is somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. That's how I understand the systems and, and the process, like how it works in the back end. What are these customers paying you on average per month to use your technology? Uh, so right now we are uh, launching our first pilots actually. So with the, with the clients. So we're very early on right now. Okay. So but, pre, uh, pre-revenue, no customers yet. Uh, yes, exactly. So how are you structuring the pilot? Is it a paid pilot or free? Uh, this depends on kind of how big is uh, kind of ask what they want to do with us. So right now, the, the two pilots that were lined up that we're going to do in uh, November. So one is going to be a uh, longer pilot where we're going to have a custom pricing. So we're going to discuss because this will be an implementation of a project where the company will use, will not hire anybody in the support and will solely use just us. So it will be a full automation right from the get go. And that's and what will you charge for that? Do you think? Um, it would be somewhere similar to what uh, a bigger company would charge for licensing. So we would put a flat fee for the beginning for integration. All the work would be $5,000. $5,000. Yeah, okay. yeah $5,000 in the beginning. And the other one, we're we are actually offering them uh, to start off with a very uh, kind of our lowest plan that we have in our pricing, which is $149 a month. And how long have you guys been working on this? When was the first line of code written? So uh, it was actually uh, somewhere around May, June. So when we incorporated somewhere in that uh, time. So actually, in basically four or five months, we built from kind of a scratch on a paper and having an idea to actually building a functional MVP. That and a lot, of, for, a lot of entrepreneurs, obviously, uh, when they jump into their own thing, there's many months they go without pay. And you've got to have some strategy to be able to pay your living expenses, right? While you're taking the risk on the startup. Yes. So you have guys haven't been paid for four or five months now. How are you covering living expenses? Uh, we have our savings and other means of getting the income. So we're fully bootstrapping right now, but we can do it for a little more while. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys doing consulting on the side or you're just solely living off savings? Uh, yes and, and no. So both. I mean, Zeno has a, kind of a few things going on, a couple of things. So he's fine. He, he can go on like that. And I, I, ha- I have some consulting guests on the side as well and savings. Mm-hmm. So, are you, are you taking consulting clients and converting them to the software? That's how you got the two pilots? Uh, not really. The pilots actually came from introductions and from clients that I worked and served earlier before uh, that I worked in uh, in my previous jobs. So my mm-hmm. consulting is more on the kind of an individual level, not on a company mm-hmm. level. Why is it taken five months to get you know your first signed and paid pilot? Because in the beginning we wanted to narrow down what we're doing. Because right now this you know the whole kind of when we talk about AI space, automation space, it's very saturated. There's a lot of noise right now, but everybody's doing everything and it's kind of maybe hard to discern where's the focus. And so we wanted to really pin down where we want to focus, like where we're going to be best at. Because just like you said before, building something for everything is not the point. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to kind of niche down. And, and that's why it took us a bit of a time to work through some sessions and brainstorm and, and find out where we want to be. A niche focus to me would sound something like we're serving e-commerce brands that are selling between a million and two million per month with under a hundred SKUs. But that's not the answer you gave me when I said, what are you focused on? You said hospitality, travel, and e-commerce, which to me sounds very broad. Yeah, we got, I think that's a journey we're on right now that we're narrowing down. I think it's some, sometimes for startups in, in kind of the stage we are at, it's really hard to narrow down immediately the same customers because that kind of also limits your uh, capability of getting those clients, right? So that means that we have to be very specific in what exact type of client we want 
So maybe it might be even harder and take longer us to get it. So right now we're going to spread that focus out and then we're going to narrow that down. Mm-hmm. So are you waiting for clients to come to you and then you're going to pick one to focus on? Or are you saying uh, we're going to focus on this niche and you're going to go get the customers in that niche? Not really, actually. We are, we're, uh, we have ways of how we're getting to these clients that we're in the categories that we mentioned already. So we're uh, exploring these options. We have the introductions. We have referrals. I'm tapping into the pool of clients that I worked before as well. Like I said, in previous companies, like in Vise, for instance. So I'm, I, we're taking that approach first because it's easier to get these stocks going. If you have one pilot though in travel and one pilot in e-commerce, you're only two people. You don't have time to build world-class solutions in both industries. So why isn't there more focus on just one industry? Uh, we're not actually two people only. We have uh, about five to six more people right okay, now. Okay, but Valdis, the, the, the statements is still the same, right? There are teams of hundreds of people focused on support just for travel. The point is you're a small startup and focus is how you win, right? So I guess why, why have you let yourself sort of stay wide at the top of the funnel? Uh, we're gonna, because we're gonna start only on a, on a small subset or, or, or a small segment. So I think this is how it goes with the B2B, at least. And also my previous experience where I worked at other companies, you start with a pilot, even in a bigger company, in a small kind of department in one place. And to basically you prove that it works because we know it works. And then we go from there on. I'm just saying though, to maximize your, I agree with that, but to maximize your success, you would say we're going to do what you just articulated, but only for e-commerce brands, but you're going to try to do this for e-commerce brands, travel brands, and hospitality brands. That's, that's like your divide, you're diluting your, your ability to focus on building world-class in any one space. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that, that makes sense. And that's, we want to try out because we, we have a feeling that even though we're on kind of on equal footing in maybe in all these three categories, we know that we're going to be definitely excelling in one more than the, we do in the others. And I think that's what we want to quickly test it out and I see. just go for that one. That's the I whole, whole point. Now that we obviously want to spread out, you know, and be everywhere. And then we're eventually nowhere. I mean, that's you mentioned, you mentioned six people, your pre-revenue. How are you, how have you convinced the other four people to do work for you without paying them? Uh, well, we have means. We are actually paying something to those people, so they're not entirely working for free. And that's what I'm saying with your bootstrapping and, and living off of savings. So, okay, like so said, you've invested your own personal money and Zeno has to pay some of these folks. Absolutely. goes without saying. How much have you put on the line? <laughs> I don't, for, for my side right now, it's uh, just been a few thousand. I think from okay. Zeno, I can't speak for him. I yep. would, would have to ask him, but I think... He, could be maybe a bit more from inside. Does that make you nervous? I mean, I don't know how thousands of dollars is relative, right? Is that a lot of your net worth? Not a lot of your net worth? Uh, relatively, it is. I mean, because, you know, I have family to keep up with as well, right? And now uh, I'm also dependent on the fact that my wife has to work, right? And I have kids and stuff and, and I have liabilities. So, of course, it is. And I mean, you have to kind of take out the, you know, the books and start to pencil everything down and think, you know, how long you're going to run and you know, do you call it a day or you continue pushing it, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Valdez, we're certainly rooting for you. And thanks for being so open and transparent. In the meantime, though, here, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Oh, um, now I, oh, actually it is. It's the, it's uh, the compounding effect. Um, forgot that's good. Right that's good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, a CEO. Hmm. I think, let me quickly check. There was... No, we can say none. If these are rapid fire, if it's not top of mind, we can skip it. No, no, no. I can find that person. But uh, okay, let's let's write down. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually CEO of his own company. Mm -hmm. So I would write him. I actually admire him and he's been following him for instance since forever. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Gediva? Um, From the things that I've done, actually Canva. Canva. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? 
So I would wish I would have more, uh, probably around five, I think. Okay. And situation, <laughs> you mentioned married. How many kids? I have two kids. Two kiddos. And how old are you? Uh, 35. Last question. Something you wish you knew back when you were 20 about this. Uh, that uh, it's better to start working as early as you can before you go to study. Because I think I realized that after I started studying, I should have actually started working uh, for a few years and then went to study. Guys, get Iva.ai launched just five months ago by Valvis and his partner, his co-founder, uh, Zeno. Four others on the team, they're bootstrapping so far. They've each put in several thousand dollars to help fund the business. They're about to land their two first paid pilots in the e-commerce and hospitality slash travel niches. One of them will be a flat fee 5K payment up front. The other will be 149 bucks a month as they test to determine what space they want to go down. They're focused on building a tool that helps these brands, these industries with great customer support using AI, chat, GPT, et cetera. We'll see what happens next. Valdis, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks, Aiden. It was nice to be here.